All right. Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made, made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and a family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with the awesome Sarah Miskelly. Sarah grew up in real estate, helping manage investment properties, and she was old enough to hold a paintbrush. At 24, she got her real estate license and in four years has sold over $55 million in real estate and has one top agent under 33 years in a row. Simultaneously, she owned and operated a multi-seven-figure real estate portfolio. And with the birth of her two kids, she knew that the hustle culture of being a realtor wasn't the career or lifestyle she wanted. And she closed up shop to focus on investing full-time in creating investment opportunities for other high-performing women to generate passive cash flow and to build wealth through real estate investing, specifically apartment syndications to give them more time to focus on their family and their career. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very much looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, super happy to be here. All right. So I know I just gave your bio, but do you want to start off just telling me in your own words who you help and why you help them and get into the little nitty gritty of, of your process there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, we're here about moms in general. So I know that that's like the biggest thing. And I think like a lot of women, myself included, that season of life has completely shifted my priorities. It shifted what I see as possible, what I focus on. And I look at, you know, my money making activities a lot differently than I used to, right? I used to kind of be hustling all the time, working seven days a week. And it was a grind. And I loved it at the same time because I loved the sales aspect of it, the marketing aspect of it. But then when I had my kids, you know, I went from this, you know, hot shot to like cutting blueberries in half, right? And then you right. can relate to that. And then it's looking what this, yeah, this like new iteration of life looks like where I'm still ambitious and I'm looking to achieve goals, but how is that going to be more in line with being a mom and wanting to be present and available? And these were my priorities as to why I said, look, I'm just going to focus on the investing side of things that I've been doing for a while full time because I know it made a difference for me in creating more freedom to be with my kids when they're young and on a Monday or a Tuesday, just kind of hang out and work on the side. And now I'm really passionate about sharing those opportunities with other women so they can kind of, you know, take more control of their money and their time back. I love it. I love it. And yes, that's those are the big things right there, right? We want to we want to control our money, have more of that money freedom, the time freedom. And that can look different to everyone out there. You know, what looks like freedom to me might look very different than, you know, your version of freedom or anyone else listening, their version of freedom. So what, how, how would you help someone just get started if, if they come to you and they say they really want to do this? What are their first steps? Yeah, it's a great question. And I mean, we really want to look at like what your priorities are. It's basically what you said, right? Everybody's priorities are different. What somebody thinks is important is very, very different from somebody else. I think a great distinction as I was reading about recently is just women and men in general have very different ways of managing their wealth and their money. You know, women are more focused on looking for financial assistance during life events, like if you're getting a divorce or the death of a parent or when you have kids, that's when you're going to go look for help with your money versus men are more or less statistically. And this isn't me being like men are this, women are that, but statistically they're looking for the highest returns and they're not um, as connected to life goals. They're just looking for, for a, a wealth accumulation. So for women that I work with, first, we really want to get clear on what their priorities are and what their needs are. And that, from that standpoint, I would then direct them to various real estate investing options. 
because I've grown up actively managing properties, acquiring my own assets, but now I'm focused on the passive side of things. So it's not a one-size-fits-all model. It really depends on what what she's looking for in her life. Yeah. I mean, I will be fully honest with you. I have always been very, very curious in this side of things, in investing in real estate. And I've been so scared to even start getting into it because that is, it's not how my brain functions. And it's, I just, yeah, I cringe because I, I don't even know where to start with it. And so I, I think it's, it's really, really amazing that you are empowering women to just get started and, and do something with it. And do you find that you work with a lot of women who they, they see what could come from this, but really have no idea about how to do the process at all? Is, are there other people like me, I guess, is what I'm getting at? Oh, my God. Yeah. Do not worry. Like, look, we're all we see a lot of us in our own strengths, right? We all have our wheelhouse. I was just very blessed to grow up in this world. I'm not more intelligent than other people. It just kind of came more naturally. There's things that you do and that other women do where it's like, it just feels natural. But for someone else, it'd be a huge learning curve. But for example, when you say your fear is like, my first question would be to someone like you, we don't have to go into it all in here. But you know, like, what what are those fears? Like, what scares you about it? And And just kind of like working through that process a little bit to then really determine, okay, you know, maybe this is more suitable, or that's more suitable. But I think the big thing as well is, focusing on that education. And there's as well statistics that show that women are less confident in investing. And the language of investing a lot of the time, whether it's real estate or stocks, is complex and maybe needlessly so. You really want to break it down to the foundational component so that you feel confident, which is the the starting point. (laughs) Like you have to feel confident in what you're doing, right? And then from there, you have some small wins and then you know it's achievable. And then you have your confidence builds and you kind of go from there, right? Right, right. And yes, I have no problem getting into it here, by the way. When I when I say I'm scared of it, it very much is just that I don't know anything about it. And it's such a huge learning curve for in my mind coming in and and trying to figure out the, the language, the terminology, everything, what works, what doesn't. And then just, yeah, it is very much a confidence thing. And because I know full well, I've learned a ton of other different things that, you know, I had no idea what I was doing in the very beginning. And you just dive in and you start learning it. So I wonder if there is more of a money block or something associated because this is, it's the same process, right? You go in and you learn it. But for some reason, it feels so much scarier to me. So yeah, it's also overwhelming, right? The thing with real estate is there's not just one way to do real estate. You could, you know, run an Airbnb. You can invest passively in apartment syndications. That's what I do. You can do mortgage lending. You can rent out a duplex and house hack and live in one side. Like there is a world of things that actually exist within that umbrella of real estate. So yes, first off, that is very confronting. Like there's just a whole lot to learn. And it's finding out within that umbrella, like which is actually the best path for you, right? So it's it's totally valid in that sense. And it would really be if somebody's new, it would be really looking at what is something you could start with, which is what a lot of people do. They start with one strategy and then they build on it through their their lifetime of acquiring assets to kind of find that one that fits the best with them, that strategy that really resonates, whether, you know, we call the passive side of things more lifestyle investing because you're not maybe owning it and managing it, but you're just getting, you know, some quarterly distributions and then you're getting a cash payment after five years when the asset's sold. So that's more like you don't have as much control and you're not, you know, physically hammering a nail. 
but you're enjoying the passive returns while kind of learning about the world of things while still maybe, you know, not taking away from the time of running a business that you love, which, you know, it sounds like you love your business. You don't want to necessarily pull fully out of that to be, you know, spending all this time being in the real estate world. So there's options for everyone. It's just, like I said, finding like the right one, the right fit for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So can we touch base a little bit more on your business journey and how you made this transition and, and how you grew to be where you are as a busy mom? Yeah, so it's been hard. Hard. <laughs> I will be the first to admit, I think, you know, my husband and I, when we were going to have kids, I think we had a bit of an ego about it. We're like, oh, yeah, like we're not going to have those problems that, you know, other people have when they have young kids. I have no sibling. Like, by the way, I'm the most ignorant, like, you know, child parent. <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into. But we thought we were kind of like set ourselves up well and we were ready to go. Well, no, it was really hard. Like one of the most confronting things I found was I was very ambitious and hardworking. That's how I was raised. You know, my, my parents are the classic immigrant story of coming from another country with nothing to build a life. I'm from Canada. <laughs> Same in the U.S., though. It's, you know, build a life out of nothing. And it's a lot of pressure. And it's I was told you have to work hard all the time. So when I took time off to have kids, it was like the weirdest experience of not working. And I did not like it. I thought I could be a stay-at-home mom. And I just decided, like, I need to work again. Like, I find fulfillment in working. The thing was, like, I stopped my real estate career. I gave it up. You know, I was making a lot of money every year, but I stopped to have kids. And I kind of regretted that at some point because I gave up all my clients and, you know, all, all that income. And what I said is, look, the only thing that's really able to sustain me through this period of time was the passive income I was making from my real estate investments, right? Like without those, I would be like, okay, well, I just gave up my career to have kids. You know, I didn't do anything with that. I now have two little kids. I can't show property at 9 p.m., write offers. Or, you know, I could, but I don't, I don't want to live that life. Like, you know, like I want to have time with my kids. So what really like was resonated to me is like, wow, the one thing that's really helping me as a woman right now in this season of life is I have passive income from my assets. And when I had that, you know, aha moment in a sense, I was more women need to have this opportunity and this option. Because if you're an entrepreneur, especially, you don't have, you know, some kind of buffer around you. Like you're responsible for generating your income. And when that's gone, well, what are you going to do, right? So that's kind of been where this iteration of my business is, is where I'm looking to just support women specifically to kind of go through that journey that I was able to luckily kind of grow up in so that they can also have that security and more control of their finances through real estate. I, I love it. And and I love that. I love how you said it, that you had kids and it's lovely and you're and you love your kids and you're a wonderful mom. But that doesn't have to be your full identity right there, that there was more you wanted there. And I think there's a lot of women who feel very guilty about wanting that other part also. And there's moms out there who want to be mom and that's it. And that's fine. It's, it's you know, your story is your story. But it's okay if you do want that, that other fulfillment to have that, that career, that profession, that other something you are striving for. And I think that's something that you know, I can definitely get on my soapbox about is that you can be a great mom and a wealthy entrepreneur as well. You can do these things. And it's it's all about what that story looks like for you. You know, what what you want, your unique needs, like 
kind of been the theme of our conversation here. So I, I, I love that you were able to fully embrace that and that you are now sharing what you're sharing with these other women who want that as well. So yeah, it's not easy. Like mom guilt extraordinaire over here. Yes, yes. And knowing that we have to recalibrate my whole business model, like I had to, it blew my algorithm trying to recalibrate everything when I only knew being able to lead generate for seven hours a day on the phone. Like that's what I knew. And that's just not possible. So it's finding new ways to leverage and still achieve success, but being okay if that success looks different, right? That's, I think, mm-hmm. a, a journey. It's not going to just happen right away. And it's a lot of self-work and, you know, making that a priority every day to make it okay, right? When you have a sick kid at home or, you know, you you can't really do what you feel like you want to do. Like, you just have to understand that this is the new iteration of life and business. And the result is going to be more powerful because there's a lot more relatability to people in general. I think once you have kids, and this isn't like saying that if you don't have kids, I, I honestly, I, I have nothing about it, but it does have this kind of relationship with other people where you're kind of understanding, you have more empathy about, you know, what people are dealing with. And that'll come across in how you run your business and how you work with other people, in my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I've definitely seen a shift in how I do business and such just being a mom and how I interact with people. It's it's definitely been a big big shift. So if someone is kind of looking to get started in the real estate investment side of things, what do they need to have to get going? What sort of skills, knowledge, contacts, budget? What what are they looking at there? Yeah, so definitely there's a lot of strategies, but I would say you do have to have at some level, you have to have some money. Like, <laughs> let's be real here. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, you can do it with nothing. Although there are ways to get like seller financing or more creative strategies. But I would say just for a foundational piece, I'd say you want to make one decision up front. Do you want to buy your own property and manage it? And run it as in, you know, put down a down payment on an asset, let's call it a, a condo or a house or a duplex, right? Put down that down payment, let's say 20%. And then you'd find tenants, you'd renovate it if it needs fixed up, you know, you get a mortgage from the bank, like really straightforward, you'd run that property on your own, right? Which is mm-hmm. a time commitment, mm-hmm. a very, very big time commitment and a learning curve. It's possible 100%. <laughs> it's just one specific way to do it. So you want to look at, okay, is this something I can financially commit to? Do I need partners? Can I do it on my own? So that'd be the first thing. I would say my real estate sales side is say, talk to a mortgage broker or mortgage agent, find out what your financial um, capabilities are in that sense. And then also seeing, okay, can I even buy in my market? Because a lot of markets, myself in Toronto is extremely expensive. A one bedroom condo is like $800,000. So it's not always, it's prohibitive in a sense for people. So you're saying, okay, if I can't afford in my market, am I willing and open to buy in a market where I can't afford it, knowing that I'm managing remotely, right? And this is all doable. It's all looking at, okay, can I do this with my time right now? Am I in the season of life where this is workable? And if if I don't feel like I have the time, can I find the right partnerships to assist me with it? Whether that's property management, or like I said, a joint, a joint venture partner on the financing, that'd be one option. The other option is you just invest passively meaning you take a chunk of money, say 50000 100000 and you take that money and you just invest it with people that are already doing this process for you. And in that way, you are getting your money into a real estate investment so you can have that feeling of, you know, A, you're a real estate investor now. You have that security of a hard asset, 
right? Versus a stock that's like a roller coaster. We've all kind of gone through this where it goes up and down, but you, you don't have to take the time. So in that sense, you'd find the right people to work with and you just would, you know, wire over funds. It's all legal contracts. You know, my industry is regulated by the um, SEC. So this is all secure in a sense. It isn't some like hooey hooey stuff. Right. And then you'd invest it secured by a hard asset and you would get quarterly distribution payments. And then you'd also get in an apartment syndication model, you would get at when that property sold a share of the profits. So I've seen people have success in both ways. I've done both ways. I've found them successful. I'm just in a season of life where the passive makes more sense. Like I have a 10 month old and a, a two and a half year old. Like I'm just not in the vibe to be out running around managing property right now. Uh, but I'd say it really, that's why it depends on what season you're in. But those are the two, I'd say, things that you want to figure out. Do I want to be an active investor right now or a passive investor? And then kind of go down those channels and explore the options in each of those segments. I love it. I love it. And that's great that there are options that you could look at, again, depending on where you are in your journey and what you're looking for. Um, yeah, so many options. Because in my own personal life, I can see very much like the passive side very much fits in with with where I am with a three-year-old. But I still love the idea of like having Airbnbs <laughs> and such that people yeah. can go, go stay in. So, yeah. Yeah. You just want to know. And there's so much information out there. We all know that. You want to kind of explore like what it really takes at the end of the day, both financially and time commitment wise. Because Airbnb is very profitable. I'll be the first one to say is a very profitable endeavor. But with an Airbnb, if you're not in the right location yes. and you don't have the right team in place, I mean, cleaning team, management team, then you're a slave to those reviews. And if you get bad reviews, like nobody's going to book your place. Or if it's in the wrong location, it's not going to get booked, you know, the amount of months you need to cover your carrying costs, right? So every area has its pros and cons. That's, that's it, like most things in life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So any last minute hard hitting bits of advice you have for anyone who's maybe curious about learning more, wanting to get started or like me, just wanting to start off learning something about this so we can feel a little less scared about the process? Yeah, well, I would say first and foremost, reach out to me. I'm happy to talk to any women that are looking to just kind of start the education process and see what their options are to not only learn about the passive side, but because I like I grew up in it. I'm more than happy to have conversations to help women kind of feel out what's suitable for them. And then I, I have a huge network in the real estate space to kind of direct them to maybe an offering that's more suitable than if the passive apartment syndication model isn't the best. But I'd say if it wasn't somebody connecting with me directly, there's great resources online like Bigger Pockets is a huge platform with a ton of real estate forums. If you want to just kind of get into the idea of you know, making money without working for it. Uh, I would say read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That is a great book for kind of understanding how money works and how, you know, people get rich essentially without trading their time for money. So that's like industry standard. Every real estate investor is going to tell you to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. My dad made me read it when I was a kid. So I'd say definitely read that book just for some knowledge. Other than that, you know, there is so much real estate information out there. It's really just, I'd say, doing a broad overview and then committing to one one process and not feeling like you have to do all the things because you can do it, start with one and then move on to the next instead of, yeah, getting into overwhelm. <laughs> I think 
that's the piece that I need to hear and repeat to myself over and over again is don't do all the things. Start with one and then go from there. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me today. Where else, where can they go find you if they want to continue the conversation? Yeah, so you can go to my website, highlycapital.com. That's my real estate firm. And there's a page on there where you can just schedule a call. My calendar will pop up and we can hop on a connection call and just start the, the process for you to get a little bit more educated on investing. Perfect. I love it. I will put all those links in the notes for everybody and links to Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all that stuff as well. Because yes, definitely worth the read. So, all right. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you all so much for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care.